Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. So you hear that and go, oh, I heard that supervisor. We're not going to do that this time. We're going to give it to someone else and meta-supervise and use it as an opportunity. Because guess what? It's easier to do it yourself most of the time. It's easier. I get it. It's easier. It's just not scalable. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. So... How do you start implementing the clear and open code in your business and your life? In this final episode of a four-part series, we hear examples of how these methods can be applied in both a workplace setting or management situation, as well as your personal relationships. If you haven't already, I invite you to read the code one more time before we bring this series to a close. You can view it at clearandopen.com slash code, C-O-D-E. This episode is from a recent weekly member webcast for more information about the many benefits of clear and open membership and how to get the help you need in conversations like this. Go to clearandopen.com. Thanks for listening. Now let's dive in. Lastly, very quickly, accountability. Own your mistakes. Don't make excuses. Look and see what happened. But now I want to hear from you. I've talked a lot today, but hopefully it was useful to get this code stuff out again. I want to know what you're working on in this code and what's stopping you. I need to work on being reminded because you said it should piss us off. It actually, it embarrasses me when I have to be reminded. Not so much makes me upset, but it it embarrasses me. No, embarrassment's great. That's useful. When, when, when you're embarrassed for something when, and there's a good reason for embarrassment, it actually helps you learn, depending, mm-hmm. depending on what you do with it. So that emotion actually creates a state in you where you're more able to learn something. And so then the next thing, great, be embarrassed, accept that. I'm not saying it's pleasurable, but accept that <laughs> and then go, okay, how did I do that? How did I make it so that I needed to be reminded? What, did, what was the system? It wasn't conscious. Look and see what happens. In my case, it's overwhelm. Okay, great. How do you do that? How do I do it? I don't yeah. delegate enough. How do you do that? Delegate. Uh, I, I don't know. Delegate more. I <laughs> learned to delegate that's more. The, that's the solution. How do you not delegate enough? What do you tell yourself? What's your system for not delegating enough? Sometimes I don't feel like it's not going to get done if I don't do it myself. Voila. There it is. There's your story. Well, that, Joel said, I don't have integrity in the other person. I don't trust in the other people to get it done. And maybe you have good reason for it. I do. Right? Sometimes. So your yeah. solution is meta supervision. So when you hear the voice, see how we went granular like that? When you hear the voice that says, well, it's easier for me to just do this myself. That way I can just count on it getting done. Mm-hmm. That's the supervisor <laughs> voice. Right. So you hear that and go, oh, I heard that supervisor. We're not going to do that this time. We're going to give it to someone else and meta-supervise and use it as an opportunity. Because guess what? It's easier to do it yourself most of the time. It's easier. I get it. It's easier. It's just not scalable. 
I've learned that. It's a short-term <laughs> benefit. It's ice cream. It's candy. It's a, it's an instant gratification. I'll just do it myself. That versus managing someone and project managing and having to check in all that. On that on the surface, it's easier to do it yourself. But you're being a supervisor, not a manager. Empowering and getting involved in someone's psyche and how they relate to work. Yeah, that's way harder. It just also happens to be your job. <laughs> And it creates long-term freedom and allow frees you to do the stuff that is way more interesting and pays more. So I've been told. <laughs> and if it doesn't happen in your business, then you develop the skills anyway and become that great manager. And if you're not appreciated for those skills, then you go somewhere else and you take them with you. I have to work on the supervising thing too. I supervise a lot. Good. Yeah, it's comfortable. So go out of your comfort zone, push yourself into that fear, and try meta supervising. Anyone else? I uh, just just the other day, I I used the the calendar thing with my wife. You know, when we make appointments, joint calendar with a spouse. Oh man, no brainer. You know, it works great when you do it right. Now the other day. And I backed up and I tried to figure out why this happened, but I didn't include her in on this. And I, uh-huh. I reminded her like the day before, you know, we got to go here. And she's like, you didn't tell me about that. I'm like, isn't it on your calendar? I'm looking at her. It's not, I didn't join her in there. And I don't, I was like, I think I just rushed through it. That's the, that's the thing. Okay. It's a new system. It hasn't happened many times. The system break, that's understandable. That's, start- the first time that's But at least it made me aware. She made me aware of uh-huh. me- Something wrong. I felt bad about it. I was like, okay. Uh-huh. Feeling bad about it is good. As long as you don't beat yourself up on a soul level. <laughs> you made a mistake. It happens. If it happens, you know, weekly, then it's another issue, right? But that happens. Yeah. Margarita? I'm going to break my fears. <laughs> How so? How so? Like talking to my boss more because I fear her when she's stressing or when she has something going on and I approach her I feel like she's gonna like if I'm not the right person at that right time I gotta on fear myself that I, if I go and talk to her she's not gonna scream at me I have that fear that if oh gosh what if she's not in a good mood and I go and talk to her and i feel like she's going to explode on me. <laughs> is that based on experience? Has that happened? Um, yeah. Okay. So then the thing to do here, I would suggest, is to name that that's a fear you're experiencing. Yeah. And to say, hey, boss, you know what? I want to share something with you. And it's kind of difficult to say. But because of some stuff that has happened in the past, sometimes I'm afraid to approach you. And I feel like I've got to be really careful when I come to you and what I say, because I'm afraid you're going to get really mad. I should. Yeah, that's breaking my fear because I've seen it happen. And, and it, not to me, but I've seen it to some other. Sure, right. If it happened to other people too. Yeah, yeah, sure. So because it's the responsibility of a manager to set aside that kind of emotion unless they're using it strategically to try to wake people up. But that's rarely okay and rarely works. 
And it usually, it almost never should be done in front of other people, right? So if you've witnessed yeah. that, it's their problem. So and if, if that manager doesn't immediately melt and go, oh my God, that's terrible. I'm so sorry. Then find another job. <laughs> if they're like, what are you talking about? Sometimes they get frustrated and they, people deserve it. If that's the response you get, maybe make another pass or two. You could try to get through to them in some other ways. But uh, yeah, you, you learn a lot about a manager if you bring that to them because they ought to melt. Yeah. And we've spoken on regards of that and what can I do like, or what can I say like to help her? Record and, scratch, not your responsibility to help your manager with their emotions. Sure. That's managing up. That's another way. Remember that whole org chart thing we were talking about where people get pulled down? You're not supposed to be managing your manager. If you're doing that, that's resources you don't have to manage your people to do your job. It's it's true. I, I get that. But we talked about it and like to other other production managers, like what we, what can we do? And sometimes we can remind them of something happy, right? Change. Okay. So I'm going to say this as unemotionally as I can. You're in a codependent relationship with this person. You're doing a job that is not yours. And it's probably the root of every problem in that business in one way or another. Because a boss who's, who's requiring and asking their reportees to take care of them in that way is not practicing responsibility. So, um, ask yourself what it would be like if that person were more responsible and didn't need that, because what's going on is a workaround. You're working around an absence of responsibility. You're, you're working around that person's not taking responsibility for their emotions. Their emotional state can't be your problem. Otherwise you're having to manage yourself more than you should. You're having to manage them more than you should. And it takes away from, and that causes overwhelm. Ask yourself, you don't need to answer here. Ask yourself if you did that with either of your parents, because it's quite common. So yeah. no one, you shouldn't have to manage up. And if you are, you name it. And what you do with that is up to you. But just my job here to reflect what's going on. That's a dysfunctional relationship. You get what I mean? So... I, if I were you, I would start slowly advocating for yourself and turning the heat up on that more and more and more. Say, hey, I'm living in fear a lot of the time when I approach you and that's affecting the way I do my job and see what happens. Yeah. Maybe not easy to hear, maybe uncomfortable, but um, in the end, it's keeping you small. Because it's not your job to babysit the emotions of your boss. How would, how, how would it be if I, we spent the last uh, 10 minutes of every call me telling you my problems? <laughs> right? <laughs> and by the way, I got a client meeting in seven minutes and I'm kind of worried about it because, well, you see, that's a collapse. Yeah. Sloppy boundaries. It's sad for me. Well, I hate to leave on a down note, but that's what's real. Rock the code, you guys. <laughs> Rock the code. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. 
Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.